In this video, we're going to talk about five main lessons or takeaways from the Imola Grand Prix. Hello everyone. Yep, we're going to talk about the Imola Grand Prix that just happened and it was an epic race. As you probably saw, you add a little bit of rain, a little bit of water onto the track in an F1 race and it gets completely turned upside down. You know which sort of drivers, which drivers are actually going to do well in them situations. You are looking for them. You know they're going to race forward no matter what happens to them in the race like we did see. And you just get to find out who's got car control, who uses their intelligence while they're driving. And as I was watching it, as usual, when I'm watching these races, I'm always thinking, I'm always thinking, what can I learn from it? What can I take from this race to help my drivers that I coach? And obviously, with the show as well, help my viewers. And this race was perfect for that. And I got five of them. Well, the fourth one, the fifth one technically isn't. It's more of a takeaway of what we got to look forward to. But the rest are about you and what you must focus on. If you're a proper driver, you want to reach the high levels. There's some lessons to take from that race. Number one. You must be good in mixed conditions. Now, being quick in the wet, it's not just something you're good or you're not. It's not just something to be not. It's nice if you're good at. It's actually a non-negotiable if you want to be a true champion. Because that's the time where the driver makes a little bit more difference over the car. You can be in the slowest car on the grid, in the dry. But in the wet, this is your turn. Anybody who was driven or had to compete with a slow car you realize that you understand quite quickly that I must be good in the wet because that's my chance. Because the engine, the handling doesn't make such a difference. It's more about what you do with the controls. This is what you've got to do. You've got to be good in the wet no matter what. You make it an absolute must. You can train this in karting like Ayrton Senna did. He wasn't very good in the wet. So every single time he went out in the rain on purpose. Round and round and round and round until he mastered it. And it helped him in cars as well. Just the understanding. Now there is probably yeah three or four top wet drivers in F1 at the minute. I think you know two of them at least. And they have shown every single time it rains, they come forward. They're at the top. They're at the front. There's a reason for that. Please take this on. Make it a priority. Car control, understanding what race lines at certain circuits. You know, the new type of circuits with the new surfaces, they haven't got wet lines like they used to. But when you go to some of these tracks that have, then you must know the wet lines. You must be confident. You must be looking for where it is drier or where the grip is constantly. Now, I had the privilege of sharing the team, the F3 team, with Max Verstappen when I was coaching his teammate. And that kid in the wet, he was virtually untouchable. Even back then when he was 16 years old, I just knew as soon as he signed the contract to F1, I was like, guys, you wait till it rains. He's going to kill all of you. And he did, didn't he? He saw Brazil that time, not too long ago. Sao Paulo, how he just destroyed everybody. It was The writing was on the wall back when he was 15, 14 years old. You knew that was going to happen because he learned. His dad coached him on that way and I've got a driver as well whose dad did the same made him go out in the rain all the time and he is one of the best wet drivers I know as well it's it's really important let's say you do you have like one in every 15 races that are wet but if you're the best in the wet then you're probably going to be up the front in the podium or winning one in every 15 races 
it really is that important. And the championship can come down to it. And if you're known for being good in the wet, people spot you. They look for you. F1 teams and junior programs, they love drivers that are good in the wet because that's where the skill comes in, in into it. So make sure you are. Make it a priority in your training program. Over winter, if it's wet, go. Practice because you'll need it. Number two, the second lesson we saw was to pass quickly. In a race, you can easily get hypnotized by the car in front. You can second think any kind of move, you know, see so you sort of hesitating behind the car. Well, the best thing, I had this as my rule when I was racing, was I'm never going to stay behind the car for more than one lap. Obviously, in F1, you've got DRS, so it's not as hard. But still, the principle holds that as soon as you approach a car, as soon as you catch a car and you're behind it, the quicker you pounce, the more likely you are to, to pull off a move. Otherwise, you can stay behind the car for a lap or two. And the, the longer you stay behind the car, the more confident the person in front can get. Because they, they just start to figure out where you're looking. They start to get confident that all I have to do is look after the exit of turn 10 and turn 15 and I'll be okay. They start to learn. You haven't got to, you can't give them time to learn. You've got to arrive on the scene, be in their mirrors and pounce as quick as you can. And this again is a skill to learn. You can practice it on the simulator, doing your racecraft before you go to a race weekend or sim drivers. You also practice this. It's so easy, especially with an aero car to just think, oh, I've got understeer, so I can't really get close. It is possible. You've got to make it an objective for saying, right, I arrive towards a car and as I'm catching, they're going to be looking in the mirror. So they're already flustered. This is my time. Even if I just show myself and get them to make a mistake, you've got to be super assertive and super aggressive and stand out in their mirrors, right? You make sure you arrive and you make a move. You're going to make mistakes doing it, but the better you get at this, at the reputation then you get from it oh my it's amazing because then you're in, in people's mirrors and already you've beaten them because they know how how much you send it in all the time and how how impatient you can be behind people something to learn from again max verstappen is another driver who when he got to f1 and hamilton when they got to f1 if they were behind you they would always try and make a move didn't always pay off got a bit of a reputation of being reckless but they tailored it back just a little bit found the perfect sweet spot and then they are the person you do not want in your mirror. The third takeaway is regaining focus after a mistake and never give up. You saw Hamilton in the gravel, right? It's game over. Sat there for how long with his nose against the barrier, just sat there waiting, had to reverse through the gravel trap, came out way behind, right? I think he was a lap behind by the time everything sorted itself out. Luckily for him, an almighty shunt caused a red flag. All of a sudden, he's on the lead lap. He comes back up and finishes. Spoiler alert, everybody who hasn't seen the Grand Prix. Finishes P2. And the amount of times you see people make a slight error, not anywhere near that big. They just go off wide into the gravel trap and come back on, or they miss an apex, or they outbreak themselves, slightly lock up. And you can see that they've let it affect them straight away. And then for the next two laps, they can't get their mind back into it. You cannot allow yourself to be like that. As soon as you make an error, you adjust. You calibrate and you focus, recalibrate. And you focus straight away on the next corner. Make a mistake, next. What have I got to do? Tell the brain immediately because it's searching. It's searching at the minute for emotions attached to that 
mistake. And if you allow it to go down that route, if you allow it to start to kick yourself, why have I done this? Oh, now someone's closer. It takes ages to get out of that mindset. So as soon as you make an error, I don't want you to see it as an error. I want you to see it as this is my time to focus forward. What have I got to do? Remember, next corner is all about exit. I'm going to get the exit. And if you get that next corner right, you'll get back in the flow so much quicker. So always remember two things really, two parts of this. One, you make a mistake, it increases your focus. That's the same in life. If you make a blunder in life, if you do something that's embarrassing in life, focus forward straight away, not dwelling on how, why did I do this? Can't believe I did this, how embarrassing it is. It's no, next, what we're gonna do about it. And also the other side of this is never ever give up. You can be spun around in the first corner. I've had this done with my drivers so many times. Spun around in the first corner, you're P last. What the hell? I can't believe this has happened. Their lap times can drop. You know, you see drivers just give up, throw in the towel. Never do that. If Hamilton had done that in this race in Imola, no way would he have finished P2. No way. Remember that. Mistake means focus. Never give up. The fourth lesson was tyre temperatures. Not so much in, in F1 because they've got tyre blankets, but they can be on a safety car lap and the tyres go cool. So when they go to push straight after, they've got no temperature and the tyres equals no grip. And you can see the guys at the front, you can see the guys that are good at this, sorry. They are so aggressive on the tyres. The weaving, they're braking at the right time when they're weaving. They're using the brake balance to put more into the front at one time, more into the rear at another time and constantly playing with it. Where they need the grip, I need a little bit more rear Temperature, okay, I'm going to start to use a bit of brake bias to the rear, start using that brake and accelerating and building up the temperature in the tyre from the core. This is really important. The person who's good in the wet, a lot of the time is the person who's got a lot of temperature and stickiness in the tyre. If it's hard, cold, there's going to be no grip. It's up to you as a driver to use your tools in the car that you've got, which is the pedals and the brake bias and intelligence, to increase the temperature of the tires in these conditions when they need to be sticky. It's opposite on a hot day on slicks, you're trying to conserve the tire, but when it's cold and when it's greasy and wet like that race in Imola, it's up to you to generate the temperature. You could see that Verstappen was really trying because he spun, right, just before the restart. That's because he's trying to get as much temperature as he can in the tire. And these things light up F1 cars, they've got nothing and all the power's there. So you can see why so many people were making mistakes and spinning. And when you watch F1, it looks amateurish, right? Oh, they're all spinning. You don't see the F4 drivers doing this. It's because the cars are so technical. The delivery system of the power is so technical. The battery systems, and it all of a sudden kicks them, that rear wheels. You're not hanging on to that. So it can make you look pathetic, but it's hard in a single seat, in a F1 car. But for you, tire temperature is key in cold conditions and slippy conditions. And the fifth takeaway from this race was what an almighty year we're going to have. It's finally happening. <laughs> the amount of time I've said, please get Lewis Hamilton and Max Verstappen in the same team. Whichever team takes them, just take them because that will be the epic Senna versus Prost kind of story that we've got, what we want. And finally, it looks like 2021, we might have it. We might have Max taking on Lewis. Now the, the, the regulations have changed. So every car that's got a lot of rake has actually got a benefit now. The, the more flat ride height cars haven't, which is Mercedes. So things have equaled up by the looks of it. It looks like we've got an epic year. So if you've got a bit bored of F1 over the last few years, last decade or so, watch this year. It looks like we could 
be in for an absolute almighty fight. I hope so. You know what it's like, things change and then all of a sudden Mercedes disappear off into the distance again. But this time we might have a fan sport back. So that was just another takeaway. Now, So we're going to see a different side of Verstappen. We're going to see a side now, can you lead a championship? Because you're always, Max has always been in a car that's not quite at the top. You know, you know, Mercedes have had the had it on their their own way for a long time now. So he's always had to push. He's always had to drive faster than the car can go. But now he's got a car. He now has to just activate a different part of the mind, a different focus of being clean, not making errors, executing. So it's going to be interesting how that transition happens. And we've seen a few mistakes because he's so used to pushing. Um, but. You can't stop a driver like that. So it's going to be an epic season, hopefully. Right, I hope that was kind of insightful. Um, this is what I watch F1 races to do, to get kind of tips that can help people. So, yeah, be good in mixed conditions. Be quick at passing. Uh, regain focus. As soon as you've made a mistake, it means now I focus and I focus on the next corner and never give up. Tire temperatures. And what a great season we're going to have. And I hope you guys have a great season as well. See you next time.